Regent, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> thank y'all, thank y'all. Uh, guys, my name is Grant Wilkie. I have a new life in Christ, and I am recovering from pride, performance, and this week, anxiety. Amen. Could we get the lights a little higher up here so I can see my note? Thank you. <laughs> guys, tonight we're continuing the True Love series, uh, and I have the opportunity to come and talk about Storge, which is a natural and instinctual love that God has for us. And I think that the easiest way to think about this love is familial love. Uh, it's, it's the love that a father should have for his son. A question you could ask yourself is, how should a mother feel about her daughter? And to explain this a little bit, uh, a little bit and apply it to my own life, my dad is one of my best friends in the entire world. And he always wants what's best for me. My dad traveled a lot growing up, but he always made me a priority. And he prioritized time with me. So we'd go pick fast food up together. He'd come to my games and he told terribly bad dad jokes. He does what a dad should do. Uh, when I turned 13, my dad took me on a trip to DC and it was amazing. And even to this day, my dad still sends me pictures of that trip. This picture of me standing in front of the White House with a red graphic t-shirt on. There's a lobster being boiled in a pot, and the lobster is holding a picket, picket sign that says, say no to pot. As you can tell, I was a really, really cool middle schooler. And I, every time, uh, I, even now that I see my dad today, uh, my dad always tries to slip me some cash. And I'm 25, I'm married, financially independent, I have a job, but still my dad tries to slip me some walking around money. I'll try to deny it, and he'll say, no, just take it. Just, just, just take it. Let me bless you. And he's just trying to do what a dad does. So as I was preparing for this talk about storge, this instinctual familial love, I texted my dad and asked him, if you're going to sum up in 10 words or less, uh, what would you say fatherhood has meant to you? And I know that's a pretty, pretty steep ask, 10 words or less. So here's what my dad said. I viewed being a father as a blessing from God my great responsibility, my great fear, my great joy, and my lasting legacy. If you're counting, that's actually 23 words, but you get the gist. <laughs> uh, if you knew my dad, that would not surprise you at all. But that is how fathers should feel. It's a natural, instinctual, proud, freely flowing love that my dad has for me. And at its simplest, that's exactly what storge is. It's a natural and instinctual love, a love that springs forth naturally and instinctually from us. And to be truly human means to give and to receive this natural love. It's a part of who we were meant to be and what we were made to do. Now, our love from our earthly parents is just a mere shadow. It's just a reflection of this great love that our heavenly father has for us. And for some of us, it is really easy to see God as Heavenly Father. Like I said, I have a really great relationship with my dad, so that's not hard for me to see. But before we talk tonight, I just want to acknowledge that that's not the same for everybody. It's not always so simple to see God as Father. Because maybe your broken relationship with your dad or your mom causes you to see God as distant or unfair or unloving or unkind. Maybe the people that were supposed to make you feel cared for growing up actually didn't make you feel cared for at all. Or maybe the people that are supposed to make you feel safe actually made you feel unsafe growing up. And my goal tonight is not to show you guys how awesome my relationship is with my dad, but is to say, you have a heavenly father 
who loves you deeply. And I'm just, I just hope that I get to show you how instinctual and core to God's own being that love is. So we're starting off in 1 John chapter 3 in the first verse. And 1 John 3 verse 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The design of God's love for us, this storge, this natural instinctive love that God has for me and you, is that God wants us to see him as a loving father because he is a loving father. God wants us to see him as a loving father simply because he is a loving father. And if you're around here, around the church at Watermark much, or hopefully any church in general, you're going to hear this word over and over and over again. It's it's the word gospel. And what does gospel mean? Well, gospel means good news. And it's the good news that God has given us, that because of his love for you, he offers you a relationship with him that isn't actually based on your performance. It's based on grace. And grace means to get something that you don't deserve. And so what this actually means for you practically is that because of God's love for you, God accepts you wholesale. Despite your sin, despite your shame, despite your biggest regret, it's not performance-based acceptance. God loves you because he loves you, and that's actually it. And one of the most significant aspects of this gospel love, this free-flowing love that God has for you, is a theological term called adoption. And adoption is God's way to bring you into his family, to say, hey, you are now a part of the family of God. And when we accept God's gospel, this gracious gift, we're actually adopted into God's own family. And when we look throughout the story of scripture, we see a lot of imagery uh, that, God describe, you, that God uses to describe our relationship with him. He calls us servants, and he calls us slaves, and he calls us his laborers. And while those are helpful and true, the primary relationship that believers have to God is not slave, it's son. God calls us his son, a son and daughter of the most high king because we have a heavenly father who sees us and loves us and has adopted us into his very family. And this family, God's own family, is the church, which means that if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ and you call God father, that means that you are my brother or you are my sister and we have a shared parent in God. And being a part of this family of God, this church, gives us a sense of acceptance, of mission, of vision, of value that nothing else can create because we're a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. We're a part of God's own family. And what a gift it is to call you guys brothers and sisters. And so no matter what your earthly family looks like today, whether it's perfect or whether it's broken, I just want you to know this, that if you call God Father, you are a part of his family. We have the same father who instinctually, deeply and naturally loves us fully. And I want to explain this reality just a little deeper. God isn't just father because you can call him father. He's not just father because he's the father of us on earth. But rather, God is father primarily because he's the father of the son, Jesus. Which means that before creation itself, God was always father and he was the father of Jesus himself. And the reason I share this is not just to talk theology, but because it's really, really deeply comforting. Because if God has always been father, it means that God has always been relational. He always has been, and he always will be. 
even if we weren't around, even if mankind wasn't around to call God Father, God would be the perfect Father. He would be loving and humble and exalting of his child, Jesus. And if that's true, if God has always been Father and always will be Father, it means that God will never stop doing what a father does. And so I'd ask, what does a father do? And for some of us, that's a really encouraging question to ask. Because fathers give unconditional love. They protect and they champion and they encourage and they desire the best for us. But many of us have imperfect fathers. Well, all of us have imperfect fathers. But many of us have broken relationships with our fathers. And your answer to what does a father do might be cheat or lie or drink or steal or abuse or hurt or mistreat. And you might be saying, I don't want another one of those. I don't want another father who's gonna treat me poorly. But the God, the father that we have in heaven is entirely different than the picture we have of a father on earth. Because God's natural, instinctual love for us, this storge that he has for us, this great design of love is to sacrifice for us. And because God has always been this way, has always been this loving, giving father, he cannot not be that. He will always be this loving father and it will always be his instinctual pull to give of himself for his children. And so to comfort you, if God's love for you is rooted in his fatherly instinct that he's had since the beginning of time itself and is not based on your performance or your perfection, you can have great confidence that God will always love you that God will always be with you and will always choose you, 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 as a cherished son or daughter because you cannot lose what you did not earn and you cannot forfeit what is freely given. And God wants you to see him as, his, as a loving father because he is a loving father. But it's not always that easy. It's really not always that easy. And John, in 1 John chapter 3, actually goes on to explain this a little more. And right after, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. He actually goes on to say, the reason the world does not know us, believers, the church, Christians, the reason the world does not know us is that it does not know God. It does not know him. Sin distorts our view of God as Father. Sin distorts our view of God as father. And John says the world, these unbelievers, don't join the family of God because they don't know who he is. They don't see him as he actually is. They have the wrong mental picture in their head. And there's a lot of ways that this can happen. Whether you're going out your normal life or there's been something really hard that's happened to you. Maybe your own parents were abusive and unsafe. And so we think that God is too. Or maybe your dad was absent and never told you that he loved you. Or maybe you've made a mistake that makes you feel so unclean and unwanted and unlovable that you never think that anybody could accept you again. But regardless of how our God image gets blurry, all of our God images are blurry. And I think we can all agree that sometimes it's hard to see God as father. Because my gut reaction far too often when I think about God is fear and anxiety and worry, will he accept me? And I can intellectually believe that God loves me and sees me and cares about me and chooses me, but sometimes instinctually, deep in my soul, I don't believe that to my core. And when I doubt 
God's fatherhood, this storge love that he has for me, what I'm really doubting is God's love. I say, God, how could you really love me? How could you choose someone like me? I'm not good enough. I can't move on from the hurt that has happened to me or the hurt that I've done. I can't let go of the mistakes that I've made. I'm not a child of God. In fact, I'm not good enough for you. Why would you choose me? And to explain this, I'd love to turn to scripture. And, and the Bible says that the enemies of God, these people who have not trusted in God, the Bible actually calls us, when we aren't trusting God, children of wrath and sons of disobedience. And the reason for that is when we reject God and we say, God, I don't want to be your child, we actually start to look a lot more like the devil than we do God. And when we sin, we choose to call the devil dad instead of calling God our father. And the Bible goes so far as to say that those who don't know this storge love, this natural instinctual fatherly love that God has for us, those who don't trust in that, actually goes on to call us outside of Christ unloving and unfeeling and without natural affection. And this is the hardest one to hear. It says inhuman. But when we choose to call the devil dad, when we sin, what we're actually doing is we're losing a piece of our humanity bit by bit. We're walking away from who God created us to be and who God wants us to be, and we're choosing to forge our own way. We deny that God made us in his image, and we instead recreate ourselves in our own. And knowing this, that left to our own devices, by our own choice, we are children of wrath, inhuman even, I have to ask the question, how could God even want to adopt me? How could God want to adopt me knowing the mistakes that I'd made, knowing the addictions that I'd walk in, the lies, the cheating, the soul-killing pride inside of me? Why would God want a relationship with me? Why would he choose to call me son? And I'll tell you, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 says this. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. It gave God great pleasure to adopt us into his family. And this is the natural, instinctual type of love that God has for us. He doesn't even have to make the choice. It just happens. It's not forced out of him. It's natural. It's good. It's instinctual. And it is endless. And it flows from him forever. Even since the beginning of creation itself, God has decided to call us his children. It says God has decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. That means that before creation itself, God decided to create us knowing that it would send Jesus to the cross. God chose his children in love, knowing that it would cause him to send his own son, Jesus Christ, to the cross. And that is worth it to God. It's worth it to God, which means that it is worth it to God to send his son to the cross. To the Father, it is worth it. It is worth sending Jesus to the cross, to the Father. And to the Son, you were worth going to the cross. And to the Spirit, you are worth a daily and consistent relationship with by him indwelling you when you trust in God. And it says that this is what God wanted to do and that it gave him great pleasure. Adoption. God loves you so much that he wants you to be a part of his family and it gives him great pleasure when you trust in his word. And God's love can take you from sinner 
to son, from sinner to daughter. And so I wanna leave you with this simple reality. You don't have to be a child of wrath. You don't have to be a son of disobedience and you, you can be a part of God's family. Your human dignity can be restored. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves you and sees you and cares for you and accepts you. And that acceptance is unfailing and unchanging. And why? Because God is love. It's as simple as that. God's instinct is love and is to love you like a father loves his son. And so now I'm going to have an opportunity to welcome up Taylor to tell her testimony. And she is a friend of this ministry who has accepted that love from God and who believes that God calls her a cherished daughter. We welcome up Taylor with me. Thank you.